guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome back, I guess I should say, to Betty Squared. <laughs> it has been a hot second. It's been a minute. Sure has. Would we say a year? It's gotta be, right? It feels like forever. Or at least close to a year. I think, I think, were they done in, like, uh, September or October? I don't know. It was definitely 2022. We were not in 2023. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we're in late March, early April with the Mm -hmm. season premiere. So, yeah, I, if, if it hasn't been a year, it certainly got close to one. It's felt like it at least. Yeah. Well, today we are looking at the season seven premiere called uh, Chapter 119, Don't Worry, Darling. And I immediately knew what movie they were referencing when they used this as the title. They were referencing um, the 2002 Olivia Wilde film. And if you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's awesome. Or go and see it. You can now stream it at home, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Watch it. It's great. Do, have you seen it, Heidi? I have seen it. Oh, you have thoughts. And feelings, I, think it's, I can tell. I think it's bad. I think it's pretty bad. Really? I think the idea is really cool. I think it would yes. have been a cool idea. But it's just like get out for white people, but worse. A little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> but the idea is really cool. The aesthetic is cool. I love all the actors in it are amazing. Um, even Harry Styles, he's fine. Um, but yeah, I think overall it was just not well directed to be fair and I thought out I think the I know that there's like an original script and what I've seen in terms of like synopsis for the original is much better than what they did so I think it's just a I think for me it's just it didn't come out well for me and I think but I think everything about it I was really excited to see it I just don't think it lived up to what I was hoping for It's interesting as well, because I feel like with this film, I didn't know anything about it until the alleged quote unquote spitting incident. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was some, there was some incident where the internet like blew up because they thought that Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine. It's It's never been confirmed or denied, but apparently. No, Chris Pine has denied it. He says that's not what happened. He has fully denied it. It didn't really look like he spat on him. It looked like he it, just kind of looked the other way, but... Here's what it looked like. It looked like he accidentally spit on him. And then Chris is like... <laughs> and Chris fully saw it, but Harry didn't. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look yeah. like he he maliciously went at and, like, spit on him. Right, because, I mean, of course, if you're going to do that, you'd probably be more obvious about it and a bit more pointed. But anyway, it doesn't so matter. You, you want to do it in front of cameras. It's, such a, it's just such a ridiculous thing. It's because all that stuff was happening with, like, Florence and uh, and Olivia and all of that stuff before that, which drew attention. So then it made the microscope that was on the all the cast so much, like, more defined. Right, exactly. But I mean, if you're lost right now, if you're like, wait, what are they talking about? Just hit it up on Google, one news article, and you'll be completely caught up. But also, um, if you didn't know that, I'm jealous of your life. (laughs) (laughs) This is the stupid shit that I know. And I wish I was ignorant to it. It'd be nice. 
Well, the film I quite enjoyed. Um, it's got a really cool twist to it. So if you're into films where like something's not quite right and then Big it all is revealed. Twist. Yeah. And then all is revealed. This is definitely a film for you. But just to give you some context about how like it correlates to this episode of Riverdale, um, I'll read you the synopsis. Uh, so Don't Worry Darling is a 2002 film directed by Olivia Wilde about a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community who begins to worry that her glamorous life, oh, sorry, her glamorous, his glamorous com- company could be hiding disturbing secrets. Wow, I bastardized that. <laughs> Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. let's get it. talk about Riverdale because it's back. Yeah. And I got some thoughts and some feelings, but most of them fairly positive. That's good question mark maybe yeah i don't i'll be honest i don't know what to think i don't really know that's kind of how i feel too i'm like i think i like it question like question i just don't feel like anything like other than like the we're in the past kind of alternate universe like other than that big question and them being in an obviously like different sort of time or timeline it there hasn't been anything so far that has like really caught me as interesting yet so i'm curious to see how things go because it is that like dynamics are going to be different and we're already kind of seeing that so far and we'll get into more detail about it so i'm hope i'm i'm cautiously hopeful but so far not too impressed i would say i think this episode was a lot of exposition it it had to really set up what was going on and um yeah well, straight off the bat, I liked the way that they started this episode off. I loved that opening title sequence. However, there was one frame, one frame, a few frames, probably a hundred frames. There was one shot that was that was a little jarring. So they have everybody doing, you know, your stereotypical, like, 1950s like turn around and smile at the camera and then after cheryl they insert a very modern shot of her like pulling her sunglasses down looking over the back of her car Mm. and it and then they go back to the opening sequence and then they kept going and i was like oh that shot had no place being there yeah that was weird i didn't think about it at the time but now that you pointed out well, again, I think it's just I notice things like that because of my work in the film industry. But, yeah, that one sort of threw me for just a second. Yeah. No, doesn't quite line up. Doesn't fit the rhythm of the moment. Because also because in that moment, it should be so, like, seamless of, like, each character, ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. And then Jug giving the weird look, like, confused should be, like, the thing that's different. So adding something in the middle that, like, yeah. throws it off doesn't make sense. And takes away from that, too. Right, exactly. It was, I wonder why they inserted that. It just, it seemed like a strange choice. Yeah. It was a beautiful shot of her. And in fact, I actually think they've used that shot in the promos leading up to the release of this season um, quite a bit. But yeah, it was kind of jarring. And then, like you said, we cut back and it's Jughead looking all confused about like why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And that should be like the big like 
weird, like something's off in this, you know, intro. Right, exactly. But yeah, uh, I love them all dancing at Pops. Cute. Uh, I love the fact that Jughead is still writing, but he has a typewriter that he just conveniently he takes it carries around, I guess. <laughs> now, as somebody who like had a typewriter as a kid, because I thought it was the coolest freaking thing on the face of the earth. Me too. I couldn't understand why more people didn't have a typewriter. They're not light. You don't no. carry those around. No. They're not like especially them. one of the size that he's using. And especially because as well, like they're it's not like a computer where it's like a laptop where it's built to be carried around. Like you're probably gonna mess up your typewriter if you're carrying it around all loosey goosey. Right, exactly. The ribbon will get all funky, the keys will probably get Pop stuck. <sighs> but okay, so <laughs> here is my first thought. And it it kept I kept being proved correct mm. as the episode went on. We come to find out at the end of the episode that through the angel slash Tabitha's kiss, Jughead forgets that he is from the future and just like kind of lives in the present. Yeah. But he's still narrating. Yeah. He's still narrating the story of the episode that we're watching. But he has no memory, but he's talking about things he doesn't remember. And I was like, ooh, plot hole or just like a weird glitch in the Matrix kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole thing with Jughead losing his memory, like her taking it away from him so that he cannot fuck shit up. Because <laughs> that's truly what it was. It's like, you're messing things up, so I'm going to take away your memory. Basically. Um I I feel like it would have been better, and I guess we'll see how things go on, but I think it would have been better to just keep someone who is that, like, I know what's going on, but I have to, you know, play along the whole time instead of just the one episode. They kind of threw everything into the first episode in terms of, like, having one person understand what's going on instead of, like, drawing it out, and I think... It, I think it works a bit better if there is somebody who knows what's going on. But I guess we'll kind of see as time goes on. But I was like, oh. Because if they all are just like, we don't have anyone to relate to. I guess now. And I think that has been done deliberately. Mm. I think this is what we are going to get this this season. Yeah. They're not going back to the future or certainly like we're not going to see. Maybe they do in the last episode and we we're like, yay, everything's great. But this is it now. This is the show now. Well, it is set in the 50s and this is what it is. I have to disagree with you only because this is the last season. If they do this up to the end, I think that's a really bad call. I think they can go and I think they probably will go to mid-season. And then go to something else. But I don't think it makes sense to do this for the full last season. Do you? You know why? I, yeah, I do. Because I think this is their way of then segueing back to the comics. Interesting. It's a, it's an- And also fixing all the mistakes they made <laughs> with the last fucking <laughs> few seasons. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to do a reboot. 
in the before the show's they're over. They're going back to the classic. Yeah, they're going back to like the classic comic book. You had like you know Betty souping up the car, yeah. or like a reference to Betty being a like a a grease monkey, and then you had your zombies, your Riverdale zombies, which I thought of you when when uh, yeah when um oh Ethel oh was drawing. drawing yes 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 yeah I was like look um Heidi finally got her zombies yes <laughs> I do love that I I think they are I think they're gonna stay like this I guess we'll kind of have to see I I. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I my initial reaction is that I don't like it, but I don't want to say that because I want to. I want to have an open mind. But we'll see how things right. go. We'll see, and that's the thing. This show has built us up and broken us down before, yeah. so you got to keep your guard up. Very true. And I know that I know you don't like look at these things and follow these things necessarily, but I do follow some of the cast still. Uh, like Lily is the one main person who I really follow, and watching what she's posting like they post tiktoks and pictures and things like that of them on set yeah. and they've consistently been in this garb so that's why i think i think for sure we're getting till mid-season in this era and then we'll kind of see how things go she may not keep posting to avoid spoilers maybe but we'll see if it keeps going this way well i know for a fact that they are shooting until mid-june um, I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that I have a friend who has worked as a PA on Riverdale since it started, and uh, she has actually worked her way up, and she is now an AD on set. And um, I actually reached out to her and was like, any chance you want to come on my podcast? And she said that she could, but she has to wait till her contract expires in June because Dope. just in case, like, she accidentally discloses something or whatever, she'd obviously be in big trouble. So, yes, uh, stay tuned. Uh, interview to come. That'll be cool. <laughs> I love that. That that will be cool because I can't wait to be like, okay, this episode, what were y'all thinking? And, like, I can't wait to hear, like, if she agrees. Yeah, I'm curious to see her perspective on all of it and what it's like to be there in the moment, you know, as these crazy things are happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. What did you think about the choice to not have um, Jason, but have Julian blossom? Okay, that was interesting. Like, I've got logistically, two thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah. Logistically, I think it's because Jason couldn't commit to a to a extended Agreed. Um, Agreed. Because he has his own life and, and other things. And this isn't what he signed up for necessarily, like to do a full season, like in the role. Like that's not what he signed up for at the beginning. Um, so that makes sense. So logistically, I think that's what's going on. In the sh in terms of like the show and the plot, I think it's interesting. It really changes Cheryl's family dynamic because Julian's yes. so different. Yeah, and I I had some qualms with with Cheryl as well this episode, which I'm sure you share. But just on the the Julian Jason thing, I 100% agree. I think it was some scheduling conflict or lack of interest or anything. Um, I think that the explanation we got 
is the explanation that we're expected to accept. I don't think there's going to be any more like, oh, this is why he's Julian and he's not Jason. Like, this is just what it is. It just, in this reality, we have a Julian. End of. Um, okay, so on Cheryl. Can I really quick I'm before very... we move on from Julian? Yeah. I was just going to say, I I am curious if they are going to tie in anything that is like the reason why it's Julian and not Jason. And I kind of, especially because the dynamic between Cheryl and Julian, like Jason was like, Jason and Cheryl loved each other so much. And she always looked at him as a protector and like all of these things, like very, very close from everything we've seen of them. Not the case with Julian, very much willing to drop her at a moment's notice. And I'm, I kind of have a feeling that Julian's evil or something like he's a baddie. Yes. 100%. So, he's the bad and, guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Um, and I'm curious to see if that plays into anything in terms of Julian versus Jason. But that's that's my last thought on Julian. Uh, it's, it's interesting as well, because as you were saying that, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. So my lovely Polly, if I pair in my head Polly and Jason, that doesn't make sense. I'm with you. That doesn't make sense at all. Like, there's no chemistry that I could see between those two actors. No. If I paired Polly and Julian, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I we, there's been no reference about Polly, so we don't even know if she's in this reality. God, I hope not. This <laughs> freaking Midge came back with her stupid haircut. So, like, I can only have one character I hate at a time. She has a different <laughs> haircut now, though. It's different now. Still similar. It's, it's short. just a little pixie cut. I mean, she herself is adorable. As someone who once had the same haircut, I, I just need you to remember that that I did have. I'm not saying I hate people with pixie cuts. <laughs> I'm saying the styling of her hair prior to this episode, when we saw her, yeah. was horrendous. It was like weird. It and was horrendous before. It was like. Yeah, it was it was giving me like Alice Cullen from yes. the Twilight series yes. vibes, which nobody yeah, but, needed hair like that. But like bad wig. Like some days her hair looked okay and some days it was bad wig. It's very Twilight though. Yeah. Yeah, very. <laughs> anyway, uh You were saying about Polly, Cheryl. Jason. Cheryl. Yes. Okay. So tell me if you had a similar kind of thing i am very confused about cheryl's character Mm -hmm. so we have all the all the main group have very strong stereotypes quote unquote we know exactly who they are what they want what they desire cheryl i'm confused about is she still the queen bee is she like a good girl now that like wants to be the head of the school like you know the the kind of kiss assy you know teacher's pet there's not really a clear objective for her and that was really disappointing because i'm like well what is she she's turned in from this like leader into this kind of mishmashy follower yeah i mean i don't know i mean maybe you know from the like original comics like what cheryl's 
like type was back in the comics. Oh, do we? She, I don't remember. I figured I don't remember it was Mean exactly, Girl, but you know, I don't even remember Cheryl really being in the comics that much. But again, it might have just been how much I read. Yeah, because Jughead was there, Archie was there, Veronica was there, but I really don't remember much about Cheryl. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up while we're chatting just to see like what originally was because that's what I kind of figured from her like all the intro stuff that we talked about like those moments mm. and stuff like that where she kind of just has like a like stank face and like is looking at everybody like yeah. they're beneath her like she's just like the mean rich girl but then she doesn't behave like that yeah there's like and she was just kind of a brat like yeah and it it's hard as well because it's you know, she grew into this, like, powerhouse and so independent from her family. And, you know, she came into her own with her relationship with Tony. And, yeah, it was it was disheartening to see that she just kind of was there. Yeah. But she definitely reads as, like, the younger baby sibling to Julian. She doesn't seem like a twin at all. No, yeah, definitely. And so then it's funny because, like, we never really saw Jason. Jason always seemed like the older brother to Cheryl. We never saw them in, like, a classroom setting, like, being the same age in school and things like that. So then now seeing it with Julian, who very much seems like the older sibling, it's, like, weird. Um, Even though that's the way it should have been the whole time. But looking up, like, original Cheryl stuff, it just says that she's a wealthy teenage girl and she's a privileged daughter of a businessman, which is pretty like on point for like how she was in this episode. But she really just seemed like a brat because, and this was kind of my issue from, I think you put it into words like what my issue has been with this. I mean, it's technically a time jump, it's just not a time forward jump. So, with this time jump that we're going into now. Um, my issue from the start is that like it's restarting all our all of our gang, and they have grown so much for better and worse since we first started in season one. Especially Cheryl, who has turned into one of my favorite characters, you know. Um, and now, yeah, all of that growth is set back. And on one hand, it's like interesting, and you know, on one hand, there's aspects of it that can be interesting. On the other hand. We're rewatching all of these moments, which is such a Riverdale thing to do that we've seen before. Right. Yeah, I haven't looked at it like that, but yeah, you're right. This is not only the second time jump, it's it's a complete restart or it's a redo. You know, like we already had Betty thinking she has feelings for Archie and, you know, um, Jughead trying to to swoon Tabitha. And, I mean, this also puts a big dampener on our hope that Jughead and Betty would end up together because they're clearly going for Betty and Archie. Very much so. Very much so. Which, again, is truer to the comics. I mean, we'll see how it goes. It's, It's, yeah, I don't know. One actor in particular, you're going to die when you hear me say this. Uh, I really want to commend on a job well done. So we've gone to the 1950s. Mm -hmm. 
And that requires certain lingo, certain behavioral changes. And there's only one person in my mind that is actually doing this. I know who I know you were going to say. I know who I know. Archie. Yep. KJ's doing a great job of it. He's he's doing fantastic. And this is the first time I've actually been like, oh, shit. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Wow, I can actually tell this is a different Archie. And I think part of it, too, is that he is committing to it. He's committing to the bit. And, like, yeah, it's a little silly. And it should be. It, like, should be a little silly. But it should be. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it should feel silly to us now, seeing these characters talk like this, when it's, you know, not something that they should be doing or would be doing or whatever. And I, I totally agree with you. Him, and funny enough, I think also his mom is also doing it really well. Oh, Molly Ringwald. I'm not sure. Really? I'm not really buying it so much from her. I yeah. think she's putting it on a lot more. Like, it's very, like, she's doing, the, she's at least meeting him. Whether or not yes. it's working at the same level or working as well, totally debatable, and I, I, I can see that. But she's she's matching him. And I don't think anyone else is matching him. No, I think Tabitha was trying she was trying so hard. She was what? What do you say when you know you see an actor and they're they're not great, but they're trying so hard? Oh gosh, they're acting so hard. They're yeah. just up there <laughs> acting so hard. She is acting so hard. But you know what? Good on her. I'd yeah. rather see somebody try than like Veronica, who's not trying at all. Also, on this same topic, but slightly. A, a little segue. Um, I'm really mad at the um, hair and makeup team. Really mad. Because eyebrows, like the girls have, oh. specifically Veronica's, did not exist in the 1950s. And I wish they had done more of a better job of making them era appropriate. Veronica's bangs, for starters, need to be longer, slightly longer. I'm not talking like, you know, long bangs. Yeah. But they need to come to her eyebrow, which is actually where they used to trim them to. But her eyebrows are so arched, which is not something that came in until like the 1960s. One thing I'll say, though, is that like in the year of our Lord, 2023, (laughs) They are not, and with it being the final season of Archie and the actors, I think, I think being where they're at now with like what they're willing to, like in their careers and what they're willing to do for, you know, the show, there's no way those girls are letting anybody touch their eyebrows. No, right. no modern woman then, is letting that happen. <laughs> that's totally fine. But there are certain things yeah. you can do with makeup. There's certain or tricks. you give them longer bangs. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I think her wig in in general is awful. It's the worst wig I've ever seen it looks atrocious. in my life. It's so bad. Like put a bucket it's, on her head. It's because it's the bangs better. are too short. The whole thing it looks like a helmet. It's so big. And not in like a way yeah. that's like I've got big hair. It's like you're cuz she's also a small we we've talked about it before where her head like cammy is just a small person like she's quite petite and she has she's a small tiny, head yeah. and the the wig is just obviously like not 
fitted correctly. It's just bad. Yeah, she's the only one that I can't buy. Everybody else looks great. Because a good example is like, is Tony. Tony's got big hair because she's got a big fake, yeah. like, ponytail on. And it's like, right. It looks right for the era, to me at least. And everything about her, like, dress looks correct. Um, but then, yeah, but then there's Veronica and it's like, oof, uh, not good. Yeah. And that fucking hat, like, oh, the note that I wrote is, oh, great, here comes Veronica. Like, there was something, oh, God, I've got another note as well about her. There was something that was so revolting about Veronica, this episode. Like, I was just like, you know, I've written stuff like, oh, great, here comes Veronica. Fuck Veronica and her name-dropping bullshit. Like, yeah. I, I've just written all this, like, awful stuff. Like, well, we're she's back to the such beginning. an unpleasant character. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been no growth. Yeah. And I did think it was interesting, and I think it made sense that they made her from L.A. versus New York. Because New York back in the day was, like, not, oh. like, a... No, New York was not the place. No, it was, like, not a nice place. Um... And L.A., especially in the 50s, with, with you know, talkies and, like, movies and stuff, like, it's going to be yeah. a big deal. So, like, that made a lot of sense, uh, that change. At first I was like, huh? Um, but it made a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, she's she's just, she's not pleasant. She's, she's obnoxious. And then the way she, like, flings the boys around and just, like, toys at them. Yeah. Oh, it was really revolting. I get I get an empowered woman. I do. I'm all for that. But this wasn't empowered. This was just nasty. This was just cruel. I mean, I think, too, maybe if, like, I don't know, because it, it also feels like no point to it. And I think, I think what's going to be interesting is that this is, like, definitely coming from, like, that's a person who is so miserable. Like, yes. someone who treats people like that is so miserable. And I think what we got at the beginning of Riverdale with Veronica that helped her growth was her direct, you know, connection with Betty. Having, like, a female friend who's on your level, like, who's there for you. is, And she doesn't have that right now at all. No, she doesn't. I think that will come. But again, we've got to... Oh, we're going to see that whole relationship restart. Yeah. Oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. Now I, I'm looking at it with a different perspective. <laughs> this is this is why from the get-go I was nervous about this season. Because it's just it just means more rehashing. But hopefully – and that's also why I'm critical of the Jughead, like, memory loss, too. Because I think if there's if there's someone there – who's like us, who's like, oh, I don't want to watch this this whole thing play out again, then he can alter it in ways or, you know, get to the point of things faster so that we don't have to, so that the story moves in a different pace than it did before. So, but we don't have that. <laughs> so. <laughs> and also in terms of like the language, just talking about that makes it, make more sense and gives you like a frame of like a 
kind of neutral to go off of when there's someone, you know, in the mix who's like not used to talking like that. And it's like not natural. Like he did it. He did it once where he was like, awesome. I mean, swell. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And like keeps it interesting when there's someone like that who gives us that baseline. But um, also speaking of, of Veronica, uh, that was a fake ass Hermione. Oh, on yeah. the phone. Like, how hard would it have been to, to literally have called Marisol Nichols and just been like, hey, babe, can you just quickly record this? Like, we can do it over the phone and the art department will, like, fix it. Not the art department, the sound department will <laughs> the, fix it. The art department. It, it literally. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, it was. It sounded awful. Yeah, it was weird. Um, talking about Marisol, I was watching. Um, I've been re- I had been rewatching some of the uh, Scream movies for the new Scream Six, and yeah, which I loved. I thought it was really great, and we'll have to talk about it if you have seen it uh, yet. Yes, um, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I was rewatching some things and like watching like a kill count or something like that, a video about you know Scream and things like that. And Marisol's in the second Scream movie. Is she? She's one of the um, she's one of the sorority girls. The one who, when C, when Cece's in the house and she's almost, spoilers for Scream 2, although it came out decades ago, <laughs> so I'm not going <laughs> to apologize for this. Um, when Cece's about to get murdered in the sorority house, there's one girl who's like the last one to leave and she like locks yeah, her up. I know. That's her. Stop. Doesn't that's look like crazy. her at all. <laughs> now, like does not look the same. Well, as a woman matures, sometimes certain cosmetic enhancements are made. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> As, no judgment. Just think it's just was like, would not have guessed. Oh, no, none. This is literally coming from somebody who loves Botox <laughs> and is not afraid to admit it. Love that for you. Truly love it. Thanks. I've been getting it for about a year, just at my 11s between my eyebrows, and I think I look super cute. So I agree. You also, I think you also look super cute. Ah, thanks, Heidi. You look <laughs> You know what's not super cute? Yeah, is uh printing James Dean's car accident photos. Is that something that they really did? I'm sure it is. I didn't look it up. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I didn't look it up because I was like, I don't need to know. I don't need to have that image of James Dean in my head. Um, I'd rather remember him from his movies. But um, yeah, wow. Oh yeah, they did. that's so brutal. That would never happen these days. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, they would be accessible, but I don't think they'd be printing it on the front of the newspaper. True. 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 Just makes me think of too, like Princess Diana and things like that. Like, yeah. That's oh yeah, getting... I remember those. Seeing those images, yeah, Jesus, yeah, that pretty, pretty um, brutal. They definitely did. I'm, I'm looking at the pictures now. Unfortunately, you don't see any. You just see the car, but it's pretty bad. Right. Rough. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about like the um, Jughead trying to get everyone to like get like zapped back to like. <laughs> Like, obviously... Yeah, him being completely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he did it. <laughs> like, Joe's not stupid. Like, what's going on in his head? Like, I thought the, um... 
I thought the time capsule thing was a good idea, and I was like, oh man, this is almost like they planned that, but I can't believe that they planned it at all. Um, I can't believe that. They did not plan that far in advance for this moment. Right? Like the writers. Oh, no, I don't think so. I was like, wait, the characters? No, no, no. Uh, no. I. <sighs> There's no way. Remind me, why did they plant the time capsule anyway? They were graduating. And it was just like, class of- No, no, I don't think then the writers no. did this intentionally. I they think this have. is a little way to- You know what? When my friend comes on the podcast, let's we'll make ask. this a question we yeah. ask her. Yeah. Yeah, she probably won't know. She's yeah. just there on the, the back end of things, but still, she may know. Yeah, uh, that, that'd be interesting, but- because I, I know, like, when they plan out the season and they plan out the episodes, they they storyboard what's going to happen in yeah. each so they know how to interlock them and link them and stuff. But I don't know, because these are two separate seasons. Yeah. I I think this might just be a happy coincidence. I think so. I think so. Because that's wild. I really, I can't believe that. But I think that was a good idea from Jug. I couldn't help but feeling like, Jug, just, like, tell the future. Just, like... You're just, like, you learned enough about history to be like, hey, think, like, this thing's gonna happen, and then, like, they'll all watch it happen and be like, what the heck, you know? So. Yeah, he went a little (laughs) far-fetched. But it's interesting as well, because one of the notes that I had was, I didn't think he tried very hard. No. No. He just sounded nuts. Like, we're starting the episode. He's sitting there typing on his typewriter. I'm sorry. Get up off of your ass and go and make shit happen. Yeah. Why are you sitting there documenting this? Although I wonder if he's going to, like, now that he's forgotten, find what he's written. Yeah. I don't know. This show makes no sense. The more I talk about this, the more angry I'm getting. So I think maybe I didn't like this episode after all. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like us having a podcast about the show has led to me making it so you don't like the show. You don't enjoy the show anymore. No, I mean, because <laughs> we I don't enjoy the show. Sh- I don't enjoy the show as much as I did for season one, but that's through no fault of your own. No. That's through some very, very weird choices in this in this show. Yeah. One would even say poor poor choices i will say there was one really funny line from jughead when he was going like crazy to everyone and trying to like convince them and archie's like come on man let, let's go talk or whatever and jug's like oh like archie okay but you're really violent in the future so please don't yes <laughs> i thought that was so funny like you're really violent just the way he said it to you you're really violent in the future like that was that was a great one it was good he's not wrong no archie in the future how many times are we like oh great archie's got his shirt off archie's gonna beat somebody up oh we're gonna see so much less shirtless archie thank christ it's about fucking time i'm so excited i don't know if you could tell by my tone no excitement No Archie nipples this season. It's going to be great. Oh, no, they'll probably go to the swimming hole. Yeah. Yeah, they'll figure out a way. They're going to get their nips out at some point. Yeah, they've got to. But, yeah, I thought that was so funny. The the death of of this this guy that this episode centers around. Emmett Till? um, Emmett Till, thank you. I was just trying to think of his name. Is that 
real? Yes. Is that something that happened in real? Okay, because again, coming from a a country other than the US, I was like, I don't know if this is something that really happened or not. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. A white woman. Insanity. Yeah, white woman said that he. What did, what did she say? Wink at him, or she did so, that he did something whistled? to her. Whistled at her, yeah, which was not true. Um, he was a fourteen year old boy, and then oh a angry mob set upon him and, and murdered him. Took him out of his home and murdered him. That's that's disgusting. Yeah, and that then those people absolutely disgusting went free. And later yeah, on, of course they did. I believe that when when the woman who did that was older. She admitted that she lied, I believe. But yeah, very true. Wow. That that poem is real um, from Langston Hughes. Oh, okay. It's a real poem. Oh, um, I've just got chills. Yeah. <sighs> and it's really, and it's, uh, here's the thing. It's an important story to be told. Like, we should never forget Emmett Till and people like him who have gone through those things that have been atrocities by, you know, the American culture. and has has been really what America's been founded on um is the backs of uh people of color and slaves and things like that. Yeah. But why is it in Riverdale? Like like and why is it in the first episode of this season? It just didn't make sense to me. Like why are we starting out here? I guess it was, I guess it tied to Wonder. the like like you have to whatever um Tabitha's advice was to Jughead that he remembered that stuck with him. I can't remember yeah. it was like three words, I can't remember what he said. But it was something about like writing the wrongs and like you know, doing the good stuff. We have seen more recently that Riverdale has tried to become more inclusive. And perhaps this is another thing. Like, look at me, for example. I had no idea that that was even based on a real person. Again, I'm not from the country where this show is primarily being consumed, but I live here. And, you know, it's my job as an immigrant to um, learn American history. And so now me knowing that this was a real person and this awful thing really happened. Holy crap. That makes me so grateful to Riverdale for sharing that with me and for letting his name, not just disappear. So I wonder if that was their intention to become more, to continue to be more inclusive, but also not forget those who have suffered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that, and and I'm not saying that they should. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's a story that needs to be told, and I think there's also no way that they can be in the 1950s in America and just do the like dancing in pops and like you know we're the cute little 50s kids or whatever. Like they, they can't do that now. It also goes you know how like Riverdale modern Riverdale prior to the season always existed somewhere between the 50s and modern times yeah I think by using a real life case they have anchored themselves in a very specific time and place yeah um and again teaching kids or teaching the you know young adults who watch this show about 
this injustice that occurred that maybe they don't know about. Maybe they're not speaking about it in schools. In, in fact, I guarantee you they're not speaking about it in schools. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think in their endeavor to be more inclusive, they're also doing their due diligence to make sure that his story is not forgotten. I think it's quite commendable, actually. I just think, I just think, I think the placement is off. I don't think they should have not done it. Like I said, I don't think you do. Like it should have happened later? Yeah. Like I don't really think it yeah, makes it sense. Yeah, it did seem weird. It's, yeah. Um, especially because like we do need to talk about race in the 1950s in America. Like we do need to, like, if the show is taking place back then with these characters, especially with these characters like Jug who are aware of how things change and like are more used to more inclusive groups of people and things like that like there's going to be like a confrontation there of like this is like you're always learned about how things used to be but being in it's different um and especially like this episode i kept thinking like god there are a lot of white men around it's not all the white men uh and it's like the the principal and the and like people and like authority are like all these white dudes and i was like oh that's why (laughs) It's the 1950s. Right, because it's, it's the 1950s, and that's exactly how it would have looked. Yeah, and it and it we can't have uh we can't have the this show be there and not have those discussions. But yeah, for me, I just think that like I guess there there were a few reasons why it happened in this episode, but I just think it was kind of weird. I guess we'll see how it goes, and maybe I'll change my mind. But yeah, I just think I just think it was weird placement. Like the, the fir- very first episode of the season is this. Again, I think it's just so they really solidified their time and place. But yes, I agree with you completely. I think it should have happened maybe episode three. Yeah. Because then they could have given it a whole episode just on him. And then we also have more time with Jug, like, understanding that this is all, like, wrong and stuff like that. Like, I think those things align with, like, him needing to have the future knowledge still, his mind not erased up to that. But but that's not what happens, so. But I I, I agree that it's an important story, too. I think they did it well enough, being from my own perspective. Like, I I don't know how um, people of color would feel and things like that, so I would love to hear, like, how other folks would perceive the episode who you know, understand that uh, situation a bit more. Um, but, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, to change uh, direction on on our dialogue really quickly, <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because of my note. My note says, hell! <laughs> H-A-L! Exclamation mark. Um, mm-hmm. I found the fact that hell was just sitting there eating dinner so funny yeah because i was like oh he's not a serial killer this is so weird well we don't <laughs> the, know the Maybe three of them are just sitting there serial killer. oh my god yeah right he could be i don't freaking know but it was very jarring to see him but like i, I was happy to see him i was just like oh shit betty's dad's back but yeah. no mention of polly so i wonder if yeah. she's around or charles no Charles may not have happened. Why? Because Char- oh no, hang on. Charles was the product of of um. What, oh, what FP. FP. You're right. FP and Alice's 
fling in high school. I forget that because he looks just like how, like he looks like yeah them. Not he doesn't look like him. Yeah, not like Chick, who Chick did kind of look like a a Jones. <laughs> he looked like a dirty Q-tip, <laughs> which is kind of like a Jones. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, and just on, you know, um, dad figures, I, I did think it was really lovely that they still had Fred remembered in in such a really nice, endearing way, you know, that he, yeah. he'd passed away in the Korean War. I was like, oh, what a nice little homage to Luke Perry. That that was really sweet. Yeah, his his absence is always felt and missed on the show yeah and i liked that they kept talking about him and you know shared stories and stuff i was like that's really that's really nice yeah um well the only other two notes that i have are kind of interlinked i thought the facade for riverdale high was unnecessarily fake like it was very clearly a set so much so that like archie when he drove his car up i'm like where even is the road? But also, like, has nobody said anything to you about your car just being parked there? And, like, if you're doing it, why isn't everybody else doing it? It yeah. was just – i I'm not sure what they were – they were trying to in, intend there. Yeah, it was really weird. I agree. There was, like – there was this one moment where they – like, we were looking at the front steps and it – there was either Archie and Julian's car or just like one of the cars or whatever. And then they like followed someone as they walked to like looking at it to the uh, left and like followed them a little bit. And I saw this big like thing in the background, this building and it said shop on it really big in like blue. And so I paused and I Uh. went back and I was like, is that just a set? Like, is that just, is that like, (laughs) Or is that, like, a shop, like, on a set? I was like, is that, like, the sh- set sh- shop? And I, like, looked at it, and it was, like, there was, like, a... Is there a thing, a bulldog? What is their mascot? I don't remember. Yeah, the bulldogs, uh-huh. There was, like, a bulldog on it, and so it was like, oh, that's where shop class is. But it looked... It just looked like a big square, you know, one of those set buildings that's, like, the set is inside of it. And I was like, that looks messed up that looks weird that doesn't look right i don't i don't recall really ever seeing much of the facade of the front of riverdale high but this was not the way to do it no it was weird it was weird i agree oh boy well anything else from you no i think that's i think that's pretty much it we're gonna have to just see how things go but it's going to be a weird one, if nothing else. It It is going to be weird. Um, I think we're just going to have to keep our expectations really low. Yeah. So we can be surprised. So we can just enjoy this final season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a headache now thinking about all the stuff we discussed. <laughs> well, how? I think that because this is our last season, oh. we should rate this episode but what unit of measure should we use we've used milkshakes should we use like like how many bettys like (laughs) if we really liked the episode it's five bettys if we didn't like the episode it was one 
I don't want to put that on Betty. No, I don't either. But I mean, this is called Betty Squared. That's true. That that sort of refers to us. Yes. I mean, of course, we've got to also talk about what Betty would do as well. Yeah. And I don't know. Officially sign off. I don't know how to rate things anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know how I feel. (laughs) There is a really, this has nothing to do with Riverdale, but I think it would just be funny because it's so obscure. There's a podcast that I listened to called Supernatural Then and Now, and it's two of the guys that both directed and were on Supernatural doing a rewatch from season one all the way through to 15. And they rate their episodes based on beards. So they'll say, today it was like a Zach Galifianakis beard. Like, that's how I feel about this episode. And it's really, really funny. So we could rate it based on beards. What if we did? Or like, I don't know. What if we did like ponytails or wigs, hair of some kind? Because I don't know beards too well, but I could reference people's hair. Yeah, I could reference people's hair too. Okay. All right. Let's try. Let's try. You have to go first because I got to think about this. Man. You know, I think it was a good, I think going back to the Twilight thing, I think this is, um, no, no, no. I have a better one. This is a Mockingjay 1 and 2 Katniss Everdeen's wig. It looks okay from afar, but when you get a little bit closer, (laughs) you see some issues, but there's potential. There's potential there. So that's what I'm going to say. Oh my god. Okay. Am I wrong? That that wig was not great, but it was not bad, and it was just it was a wig. Hey, those movies are a work of art, and I will not fault them. Yes. Um, Okay, well then I am going with an Alice Cullen wig from I almost, the twilights yeah um it's like it was cute and short but it was also like unnecessary <laughs> yeah 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 okay you know what we could do mm. we could change how we rate these episodes every single episode so this one that. could be our hair one mm-hmm. okay great we'll, we'll see if it feels we'll, right the we'll next to... time we'll we'll do it again but we can do whatever we can do something else we can Awesome, because you know this is the last season. It's all about having fun. And oh, I think, boy. okay, I think our very last rating, we should do milkshakes for the very last. One. I think so too. Yeah, because that'll be a nice throwback to to our first season of of the show. Yeah, um, where we were like, it's like a mint one, but it's watery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the good old days. Oh. Okay, well, what would Betty do? Oh man, Betty would not know anything about you know anything before she would just be a happy-go-lucky girl in the 1950s trying to still trying to fight for justice as best as she can you know listening to people's stories and trying to tell them as well while being blissfully happy with her little gay boyfriend i was just about to say she'd be dating her best friend who's definitely into boys (laughs) yeah yeah Oh gosh! Poor thing. Well, that's only a matter of time before uh, I think. Oh yeah. That kind of ends. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. She. I have a feeling she's like gonna walk in and see them kissing or something like that. It'll oh. end pretty horrifically. I hope not. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. But then you know Betty's so awesome that she's probably like Kevin. 
you know, I may not understand it, but I, I thought we were closer and you could have confided anything in me and I never, you know, because yeah. she's an angel. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, what I, yeah. Anyway, it's the end of the episode. We don't have to go into more detail about stuff. We don't. We don't. <laughs> all right, friends. Well, on that note, we will love and leave you all. And we'll catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.